hands on deck, Miss Garvey made it, cause we're going to set sail. Poise the colours, man the cannons, cause it's time to plunder and kill. Yar, har, we're a pirate, we go wherever we please. While in combat we are awesome, we're in all the seven seas. Ho, 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 and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Yo, ho, ho, and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Pirates we are born, pirates we still be. We live on our ship, out on the sea. We rape and plunder every war, no gets in our way. That's what happens in an average pirate day. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Buck Bro Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow Buck Bros, John, Zach, and Bryce. Guys, I'm going to skip the hello formalities this week because I know we've got a lot to discuss after Sunday's performance. Uh, the Bucks coming out of Pittsburgh with their third loss of the season this time, 18 to 20. And it's just growing concern for the fan base. So let me start with Bryce because I know he's trying to vent some feelings here. With this loss, I know we were looking at it like it was going to be a walk in the park, a tune-up game, if you will. We're sitting here at three and three after six games. Is there cause for concern, not just for this game, but for the future in the Bucks season? Uh, broadcasters, um, my confidence is shot in this team after this past game. I don't know what I watched on Sunday, but it is not – it was very reminiscent of – you know, almost every Buccaneers team outside of the last two years. A game that we should win easily, that we don't show up for, make plenty of errors, and then lose. We, we beat ourselves. That's Buckball to its finest, and that's what this game was. So, interestingly enough, I did have a starting off three and three, so I guess I was correct in that standpoint and losing this game. I don't know, just had a feeling about it. But regardless, it still doesn't ease the pain of what we watched Sunday. And I think we'll get into the discussion about the coaching a little bit more um, here in the podcast. But, yeah, um, that performance from the defense, the offense, the special teams, it was awful. Um, the offense couldn't – like, it was frustrating to watch – the offense, knowing that the entire secondary of the Pittsburgh Steelers starting secondary was out, and we still refused to stretch the field. We continued to run on first down, you know, very short passes out, of, you know, to the running back out of the backfield. And then when it became third and medium or third and long, here we are having to sit to, you know, get, you know, move the ball for, or sorry, you have to like in a long pass situation, right? And, you know, the offensive line is just really good. Decky has just been terrible. Just kind of let Hayward right through all the time. And Brady was seeing ghosts. I really think he was seeing ghosts out there. And um, he looked, he did not look comfortable all day. I can't really blame him, but he was off his game. The offense obviously stalled on multiple occasions. And then on the defensive side of the ball, just a lot of mental lapses and undiscipl undisciplined play. Um, Devin White really stood out as the most undisciplined to me. He was obviously supposed to cover the running back on that first touchdown. He also led to the first touchdown by the roughing the passer on Kenny Pickett. That would have stopped them on third down. Um, 
And then the other thing was just so many third and long conversions. I thought I was watching the Florida defense out there with so many third and long conversions. Uh, couldn't get off the field. I don't know. <laughs> just very frustrating. And this team has a lot of answers to or solutions they need to find a way to, to answer really soon. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. Uh, I was trying to like think, uh, like looking at the Super Bowl year, if there's like a comparable, like trip, you know, like stub your toe games. So like, we had the Bears loss, the like you know fourth fourth down thing where we looked really lost and just not really focused. So and we came out of that okay, I guess. I mean, we won a Super Bowl, so I don't know. I mean. I, I'd like to think it's a blip. I mean, it's like, it's a few blips, but um, the offense is like anemic. It's really hard to watch. It's very, it's just, it's not what we're used to for the past couple. I mean, this, this offense looks worse than like a pre Jameis offense. Like at least that offense could move the ball. So I'm, I'm just, I'm concerned. Obviously the O-line is trash. They look, I mean, if Brady's seeing ghosts, it's, it's probably because there's like a dude, like he has less than three seconds. I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to watch that offensive line. I don't know what they're doing. It's not blocking. It's very frustrating. I think I really wish Brady hadn't gone to a wedding before the game. That kind of sucks. That looks like you're not really focused after like the week before. It was Devin White who said like we fell asleep in the second half or whatever. Like I don't I don't know. The culture seems to be a little bit out right now, but there's a lot of football left. I'd like to think there's enough professionals in that building that can write the ship, but um, that's hard to watch, man. That's like very, very frustrating football. This team is better than 18 points. This team is having a hard time cracking 20 points, which is league average. So I'm just concerned like at how bad the offense is. They're not stretching the ball downfield, uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough. I'd, I'd like to think they're going to have a long week look at it. They get a nice tune-up game this week. That's nice. That team is terrible. P.J. Walker is an XFL star, but I don't think he's going to – I mean, I don't, I, let's give it another week. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm like fire sale yet. I think it's like it's a bad loss. It's on the road. I'm trying to mitigate the, the concerns. But uh, I, you know what? Let's score 21 points. I'll, let's take steps forward. My goal for next week is 21 points. We're 10 and a half point favorites. I don't know how in the world that's possible, but let's see what they can do. 21 points is my goal. Uh, I'm ready for the fire sale. I've, I, I had the best expectations of this team going into the season. And now I don't see a single game on the schedule that looks like a comfortable win. Who's the, who's the comfortable win on the, on the remainder of the schedule? You know, the, the Seahawks look like a completely different team than they did at the beginning of the season. The Rams, the Ravens, who, who are we supposed to beat? The 49ers? I, I just don't see it anymore. The Falcons look to be as good as we are. And if that was not something that we expected going into the season. We looked bad. And to me, it comes down to two factors, which is Todd Bowles and Tom Brady. They both look lost. They both look like they're not participating 100%. Uh, Todd Bowles' complete lack of emotion is just incredibly upsetting on the sidelines. It's like watching Gerald McCoy coach. It's just like, oh, we're we're losing, we're getting beat, we're getting embarrassed on national television. Ah, whatever, it doesn't doesn't phase me. 
and I have nothing to say about it in my press conferences. Todd Bowles was a bad head coach before, and he was a fairly decent defensive coordinator when he could stack the deck with amazing players, but where he's at right now is just embarrassing. And Tom Brady throwing a little bit of a hissy fit saying that, you know, players miss walkthroughs all the time. You know, you were only hearing about it because it's him. Those players probably don't also miss all of the preseason. They're probably also not going through a very public divorce where your wife is getting ready to shack up with an old pro surfer. Like you're having an embarrassing time in life right now and losing these kinds of gimme games isn't going to rebuild your confidence. I think Tom Brady is shook to his core because he's not getting the special treatment of being, you know, protected by the refs and protected by his coaches and protected by his offensive line and then going home and being protected by his man looking wife. I really need Tom Brady and Tom Bowles to snap out of it because they look bad. This team looks bad. And like you guys said, we're better than 20 points a game. That's something we should be able to do. You know, we went into this game, you know, the coaches said, we're going to focus on establishing the run game. You obviously didn't focus on it very hard because you looked like trash. And this was a team we should have beat. We should have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we didn't. We outplayed them in almost every aspect of the game. We had more drives than them, more yards than them, more first downs than them. We went two for two on fourth down. We ran more yards than them. And they beat us because we were outcoached. We were simply outcoached. And that's the reason Mike Tomlin is still a head coach. And this is what, his second or third chance for Todd Bowles? He's, I mean, he he's a bad coach. As of right now, I don't see anything different. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that the Todd Bowles era and the, at least for the Buccaneers has been a failure. I mean, he's three and three. It's interesting if you take a little step soon start at like the beginning of this season, right? After we lost the playoffs, Tom Brady retired. I think had he not come back, we would all be happy sitting three and three right now tied for first place in the division. Like there's still all our goals are still ahead of us. That being said, I think the thing that jumps out to me the most is a lack of focus on this team so far. And I think that is a direct correlation to the two people you talked about, John, Todd Bowles and Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady has been the most focused person in the National Football League for 22 years. He's on his 23rd season. And it's interesting because... I know he's got a lot going on, obviously, in his personal life. And I think this is the first time ever he's really kind of taken a step back from really 100% in on football. And I just don't know if um, he can really be the same player doing that. And I think it's kind of trickled down to the team. I I'm getting tired of some of this lack of focus talk from, like, Devin White. And then Russell Gage came out and said, yeah, there's a lack of energy. You know, the team has sometimes lack of energy, like, You've got the GOAT on your team. You're, you're supposed to be challenging for another Super Bowl. I mean, and your professionals. Like, why are we lacking focus? And I think that is a direct, like I said, a correlation to the head coach. I don't know if Todd Bowles is focused. I'm sure he is. But I just don't know if he's a CEO type, right? I think he's really good at calling. And when he's concentrating solely on defense, He's very good. But when he has to run the whole show and our offense just isn't clicking and he's got to start concentrating on how do we, you know, come up with solutions to get this offense clicking again. Well, maybe that takes away some of his focus from the defensive side of the ball. 
And then you're seeing a lack of discipline too. So those are really two things that are jumping out to me on this team that they, they've got to fix now. Does and Belichick speaking, let Brady miss a walkthrough before a game? Ever? I, I don't think he has, but just like, I know it's Brady, but I mean, the quarterback is the leader. So if your leader is missing walkthroughs in, in 11 days of training camp, I think the team is going to follow in his steps, right? Now, again, it's the GOAT. Uh, if there's anybody who can come back and rally the team and take us to the playoffs, it's him. So I'm not, you know, I have all the confidence in the world in Tom Brady. I don't have all the confidence in the world in Todd Bowles yet. Yeah, and I was, you know, to kind of summarize what we've been saying here, I actually, when I was watching the game, I was thinking to myself at the end, I was like, holy crap, this is buckball. This is exactly what we used to do before Tom Brady used to get here, right? But it's almost different in a sense. With Jameis, you'd get down real early. You'd come back. And then at the end of the game, when you had a position to either tie it or win it, you'd make a play that just stabbed you right in the back, right? This team, it's completely different. It's just like we don't even want to wake up until the game's over. Like we don't even know we're losing until the game's over. So it's a different type of buck ball now for, for sure. And it's 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 not one you want to see, especially when you have all the pieces that we have to make certain things happen. So I just wanted to point it out that I, I had that same thought and I was like, man, this this doesn't look good. I you know, I kind of like the thrill, but I don't like being in a position where it's it's do or die. If Tom Brady ever hears this, I want it on record. I don't think this is Tom's fault at all. He's definitely coaching. I don't think anybody can throw the ball with that offensive line. I think Tom Brady clearly is invested. He's blowing, you know, a gasket like on the sideline, trying to get something out of his guys. Just give me a second more time. I don't think it's Brady. I think it's a poor coach who relies upon a quarterback to keep the team focused. Like I, I my concern is is more on coaching and special teams coach. I don't know if we have one. We should get one. Because he, if we do have one, he is trash. That, I mean, they have, uh, this is a game we obviously we lose by, you know, a score, not even a full score. And they have two plays on special teams that give them, like, that far to go. Like, I, it's very frustrating to see that. I mean, they, they, I mean, I know, John, like, we own them. But, like, I had imagine that starting field position was to their advantage in that game. So, I mean, they have, you know, I, I love Kenny Pickett. He's got tiny hands, whatever. But like you're not giving him a full 80 to work with. Like he's only having to work with like 60 yards, 50 yards. You only need a player or two. And the defense can't stop anybody on third down. Can't tackle. Can't can't come up with like a pass breakup. You like Claypool, Dan, you know that catch he made on the sideline is like really cool and everything. But just shove him the fuck out of bounds. Like I don't understand it. Like he's on the sideline. Move your body into him. Like can't catch it if he's out of bounds. I don't understand. But Brady, I don't think is the fault. We're four points right away now. from being five and one four points that I that four points is that I agree with that's got to be on coaching somewhere what what are we doing oh, wrong? sure well you lose two games off of two-point conversions like you, you've got two games that you know you lost because you couldn't convert a two-point conversion like directly you couldn't extend the game because down, you don't have a play like, it shouldn't come down to a two-point conversion like how many times were we in the red zone in this game alone that we didn't convert I mean we, we couldn't even convert when we we're like at the one yard line, and to your point, Zach, like, yeah, the offensive line has been atrocious. Kadecki, it really has been bad. 
Um, but though, I mean, we've got to find a solution to our red zone offense to convert more often when we're down there. And I agree, like the coaching is much more of concern. I'm very concerned that Byron left, which isn't the answer as our offensive coordinator. You know, if I was Todd, I'd have a very long talk with a man upstairs who used to coach this team about play calling because don't shake your head because clearly he was a better offensive play caller. I mean, we averaged 30 points last season and, you know, he was the one who was, you know, signed off and said, Hey, this is our game plan. He knew what our strengths were. Our strengths are at our wide receivers. Stop trying to force the run. It's not working. Adjust. No one's ruining their, their stock more than Byron Leftwich right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who wants to hire that coach who can't get Tom Brady three touchdowns in a game? Like, like two seasons of hiring and nobody hired him as a head coach. Red flag, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much of that is predicated on the offensive line performance and how much that limits a playbook, but you've got to be able to adjust for that for sure. I think it's a lot. I, I think it's like it can't be. You lost all three interior linemen, right? Like there's – so their cohesion's gone, and you're left with one amazing player who we probably don't deserve right now. Like I hate that he has to line up with those four idiots next to him. And then you've got John's favorite player – on the other side. So like uh, the offensive line is so bad. Like you can't, can't run up the gut. You have to run outside. You got to do swing passes on Lenny. This is why we need to trade for Christian McCaffrey because you, you just need the premier outlet in the NFL. Uh, it's the offense is, it's so bad. It's so hard to watch. I, uh, well, it's, but, I, I don't think there are any excuses. I, I do think that there's some limitations there, but no excuses in the NFL, you either win or you lose. Put up or shut up. Todd Bowles said that after our loss, and I think that's exactly right. And he'll have the opportunity to do so this week when we face Carolina in Carolina at one o'clock. So we were talking. <laughs> I know Zach wants to trade for the Carolina Panther Christian McCaffrey right now, but as we go into face his current team, what do you guys think are the keys to the game? I know we've said a lot about focus and coaching. What are you looking for most in terms of that, you know, that translates on the field? Where does that focus translate on the field for you? Set the edge. <laughs> I mean, that, that, like, we can't stop a lot of run anyhow, and that's, like, a really good running back, and he can catch. So, like, I'm just really concerned about the damage he can do on little swing outs. Linebacker, can't, just, can't trust the linebackers to cover. So, I mean, he's, he just feels like a liability for us. That I'd vote, I mean, I want points, but, like, don't let Christian McCaffrey eat. Like he he was he was eating a little bit against the Rams, right? But like the Rams can, can score, so they didn't have as big of an issue with it. We can't score, so I'm concerned. Yeah, two areas I know we could stay here and say, hey, the entire team has to play better. Honestly, two areas that will make sure that we um, come out on top. But I, you know, my focus area is to throw a win. One. Third down defense has to be a lot better. Get off the field. Um, no mental lapses when it's third and 10, third and 13. Uh, that Those are downs that every defense in the NFL should win. So that's one and then two red zone. Um, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll add one on there too. First down offense <laughs> needs to be better. It's so predictable right now. 
open the playbook, get them to your best players. Mike Evans is your best player. Chris Godwin is another one of your best players. Get them to your best players. Stop trying to force something that isn't working. And then in the red zone, throw it to Mike, man. Like throw a fade to Mike. Do something other than handing the ball off to Burnett because it's not working. Yes, I get that our offensive line is subpar. I, that will happen when you lose three Pro Bowl, you know, caliber interior linemen. They're going to struggle. I mean, Gadecki's a rookie. I get it. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to finding somebody to replace him at this current point in je- uh, point injecture, but that's another point in time. But in any case, we got to do something, obviously. And I think those are my areas that I'd like to see us focus and get, you know, obviously improve and work on in this game. If we can do those things, we'll come out on top. Since we're adding additional things before you go, John, um, I'd like to add that we practiced two-point conversions this week a little bit because you're supposed to make half of them. So we made none of them when they really mattered. So let's practice two-point conversions. That would be my biggest request. Also, never mind. I'm just going to get myself upset. I want to see more than anything that we do this week, I want to see touchdowns. Touchdowns. I don't care if we give up five touchdowns. I want to score six or seven. I want to see us go out there and put scores on the board because that's something that we've proven we don't know how to do. And our most embarrassing loss of the season came against Kansas City, and that just proved that we can't score points. We don't know how to score points anymore. Even Jameis Winston beat the Rams once with, I think, 54 points. Go out there with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and the greatest of all time quarterback and score points. You've got Russell Gage, you've got Julio Jones, score these points. We had to pay all this money, you know, for, for all of these players, go out there and score points. We wasted draft picks on running backs instead of linemen. They need to score points. Rashad White needs to get out there and find the end zone. He needs to break out of a tackle and run down the field. We have no splash plays. We need to score points uh, because I don't think the defense is coming back. We ruined the cohesion on the defensive line, and it, it, it's never going to be the same. It won't be as good. Vita Vea was only as good as he was because of who he was lining up with. He's not that good on his own. I know we all love him. He's very, very good, but he's not going to be the same. Our DBs aren't going to be the same anymore because the line isn't as good. We need to score touchdowns. And if we can't score touchdowns, we have no business even talking about this team. We need to get really invested in hockey. So either we start scoring touchdowns or we all need to get out our Nikita Kucherov jerseys and move on to a new season. Yeah, well, there's John's not allowed to comment on it. Yeah, the Lightning are choking away wins too uh, last night. Um, So (laughs) maybe maybe we don't have an option. But uh, I'm with it with you guys in agreement. One of my keys was obviously red zone. We got to start converting. We were one of four uh, against the Steelers and it's been a key for the last few weeks now. So start making that happen. Start, you know, effectively putting the ball in the end zone, stop settling for three. And then I'm on the other side on third down efficiency. The offense a needs to stop putting itself in so many third down situations. We had 14 last game, but we also need to convert more because we had four conversions. So we are actually one of the worst teams at third down efficiency. Um, So that's got to go. 
uh, that's got to be worked on as well. So those are the two keys I'm looking for as we face the Panthers this Sunday. To that point, I just hope with the offense, like don't get into those third down situations, like open the playbook on first and second down. The, that will help tremendously to keep the drives going to no. put you in, in obviously advantageous downs and, and distances where you can kind of open the playbook and do, you know, if you want to help out that offensive line, you know, have them expect to run and throw a pass. Well, you know, then the, the defensive line won't be reared back on third, you know, when it's third and eight, obviously you got to pass. They're going to be, you know, trying to get after Tom Brady. So it's really, you know, about winning those first and second downs that will help our third down efficiency. We get uh, Jensen back in like a month. So that'll be nice too. So sometime in November. Where's Shaq Mason? He's playing. Uh, he's, sure? he's been playing all right. Like, I don't think he's been <laughs> terrible, but. Oh, it's it's definitely the left guard center combination that's yeah. crushing the, us. The rookie and the essential rookie, right? The second year who just started, right? Yeah, obviously that's our weak spot. That gap is. You know, the other thing that was strange to me is like that goal line play that we had. Why the hell did we run it behind Gadecki and Hainsey? Like, that made no effing sense. Run it behind Shaq and worse. Like, those are your two stalwarts on the line. What are you doing, Leftwich? Like, the play calling is atrocious. Again, please bring left. B.A. back to this team. Like, he is a thousand times better of a play caller than Byron Leftwich can ever hope to be. Um, and I said that clear. Like, that needs to happen. I don't care at this point. Like, you know, B.A. got, you know, slipped some notes into – you know, Byron Leftwich's locker or, you know, inbox and say, hey, buddy, you're going to call these plays today. Um, this will help. I've played enough Madden to know that actually the quarterback just has to flick on the right stick a direction to change the running play. So if it's called on the bad side, quarterback can just go. Meh. So if I'm Brady, I probably am just never running it over there. So maybe that's a little Brady aspect. Maybe know, know thyself because that, yeah, I mean, y'all touched on it. That is like, that's a gaping hole. <laughs> like that's the, the push that the, the defenders get on that one gap is insane. Like there is no helping. I mean, you may as well have Lenny just line up in that gap and just help out immediately. Or like the levees. Have you seen like Gadecki like try to block? Like yes. when he misses, he misses. Like it's like they're just gone, you know? Like there's not even a bit of a delay, like – Oh, I'm going to throw my body so I get in the way. It's like, oh, I'm completely out of position. He's bad right now. I know he was a tackle in college, so I get the transition, especially in the NFL. He's also been playing some pretty, you know, really good defensive tackles. I mean, Hayward and Jared are Pro Bowl caliber tackles. Marpet, man, I miss you, buddy. I would do. Yeah, well, in light of wanting players back, on the team let's get to our fantasy picks for this Sunday I know Bryce this is probably going to be Bruce Arians coming down <laughs> coming down from his top rope uh, but let me start with John here John give me your pick and you know maybe not a whole lot to choose from from weeks past what's the pick on fantasy player uh, since I get to pick first I'm going to continue with my star on my personal fantasy team Ryan Suckup, uh, I saw him good morning football again. He was the number one kicker to start in fantasy again this week. That's my guy. I'm going to continue to run with Ryan Suckup. I don't even carry another kicker. 
that's my guy. I thought you wanted touchdowns. That doesn't sound like you want touchdowns. I'm a realist when it comes to fantasy because there's money involved. <laughs> He's hedging his bets. He's hedging in, his bets. In my, in my heart, I want touchdowns. On paper, I know what we're going to get, which is kick. <laughs> gotcha. Well, for my fantasy player of the game, I was talking with uh, some of my friends and who listen to the podcast, and they're like, hey, man, uh, maybe you should have a limit on picking, you know, certain players. You know, picking Tom Brady twice, that should be like, you know, that's it. You don't get them to pick them for the rest of the season. So I'm going to go out and I am going to say Chris Godwin is going to have a big day this, this week. Um, he should, I hope. Um, but he seems to be even the way that this offense is going right now, Tom Brady's kind of go-to guy when they have to have a third down conversion or have to have a big chunk play. So Chris Godwin, uh, you're my fantasy player of the, of the week. I've got you in one league. I will be starting you. Uh, I mean, since you took Godwin, I haven't gotten to pick him yet. I got to take Lenny. Lenny's been the workhorse of the offense, you know, catching passes out of the backfield and stuff. So kind of a layup on that one. Lenny's definitely the point getter so far, which I don't like. So <laughs> throw it to Mike. Oh, wow. Guess where I'm going. I'm going to make this stat up because it's probably true. No player in the history of the Bucks has scored more receiving touchdowns against the Carolina Panthers than Mike Evans. It's got to be true. So I'm going to take Mike Evans uh, for mine. I like it. I like it. I hope your fantasy pick was better than mine last week. I'm, I'm still upset about that. I'm with you, Bryce. He, you're in the end zone four times. You throw it to Mike once and he gets a holding call and you never do it again. Oh man. I was upset. Four for four on his targets and catches. So my man was putting in work. I don't know why we didn't target him more. Godwin was, yeah. I mean, I had Godwin last week. He had a, was he the, was, did Lenny like uh, eclipse him? No, he had a touchdown. So there's yeah. only one of those. Lenny like Chris had volume. volume. Okay. Chris, Chris had 12 targets for six receptions. Yeah, Chris, like Chris had an, an all, right, all right game. Lenny, obviously, the last two games has had big games. So, um, yeah, Ryan, I mean, you're riding the hot horse right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to I got to bump it up. I took Mike last game. So got to <laughs> bump up my stats for the season. But um, those are all great picks. I love them. Uh, we're going to see. Hopefully we write the ship this week. Uh, four and three sounds a lot better than three and four with the potential for Atlanta to, to overcome us in the NFC South lead. So looking forward to that. I think that's going to know the division. That would be big. Oh yes, we would be three and oh in the division. That would be big. That is. And no team has ever gone three and four since the schedule expanded and won a Super Bowl. So. It's good stat. So we're looking for all (laughs) we're looking for wins for all the reasons next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, Buck Bros. If you haven't and you enjoy the content, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll be giving you guys episodes every Friday, following the Bucks along in this season. It's going to wrap it up for us here on the Buck Bros podcast. As we like to sign off, as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Uh, first half minus five and a half.